0: I'm just, I have so much pride, you know, when you look back and you reflect, you just develop an appreciation that you can be a part of history. Amen. We are part of history. Fifty years from now, Lord willing, Lord willing, man, we'll have something to look back on and say, wow, we was here from the beginning. Amen. 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 That's what keeps me going. Amen. First Samuel chapter 16, we're going to read verse 1, we're going to skip to 6, and then uh, all the way to verse 13. When you have it, just say amen. Amen. It says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil and go, I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Verse 6 says, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked upon Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Adamdab, and he made him pass before Samuel, and said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. And again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, "Are here all of thy children?" And he said, "There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep." And Samuel said unto Jesse, "Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither." And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. If I could use for a title this morning, it would simply be called Out of Rejection. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I was called out of rejection. Come on, give God some praise. I said you would bless this word in Jesus' name. Amen. As I... Uh, I'm continuing to develop in my walk with Christ. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking here lately and reflecting and appreciating the fact that God really doesn't have to call us and he doesn't have to use us. You know, society will have you think that you're entitled to whatever it is that you want to do. But when you get over here on the Lord's side, you start to understand and realize that God really doesn't have to use you. He didn't have to save us. He didn't have to give us purpose. But for some reason, he decided to do it anyway. Is anybody just grateful at the mere fact that God decided to call you when he didn't have to? Now I understand why the preachers say, never lose your praise. Never lose your joy. Learn how to worship God, despite the fact that you may not have what you want, because after all, God did not have to do what he did, but he chose to do it anyhow. Amen? I look at one of the legend's in the Bible, Moses. Because, see, when God calls us and he uses us, he, he gives us a divine purpose. It's a purpose that brings us from fulfillment, but it gives him the glory. Oftentimes, we want the fulfillment in the glory. It doesn't work like that. But I was beginning to reflect in the Bible, and, and I came across Moses, because I'm doing a chronological read through the Bible on the app, and I've been studying and really trying to get devoted, and and I saw how God called Moses, and he gave him a divine purpose to deliver the children of Israel. It was a calling that brought Moses fulfillment in an older age, but it gave God all the glory. Amen. When you saw how he brought the children of Israel through and sustained them all those many years. You fast forward to the New Testament, and I watched how God called the disciples. And he did something for them that they never in their life could have imagined that they were getting ready to do. That brought them fulfillment, but it gave God all the glory. Amen. And to this day, their purpose was the foundation of in which we follow to this day. They laid their life down so that we could have the freedom of worship. They were all the doctrine so that we would understand how to follow a God that we cannot see. So I I begin to reflect and say, wow, God, you are calling us with a divine purpose that's going to bring us fulfillment, but give you the glory. Then I begin to say, Lord, what am I doing with my calling? Do I even understand the mere fact of the purpose of why I'm here and why I'm sitting in this church, in my job, in my responsibility? But many of us don't make it that far. We die because we get lost in that fact right there somewhere because we focus on something else. Amen. But I just wanted to talk about that because it's mind boggling to me. I don't know if any of y'all are really thinkers like that, but I begin to think like that because it's it's so, as we would say, weird. But just the mere fact, why would God do what He do? Why why He why He call us? Why He choose to deal with us? Because some of us we don't give God no attention during the week. I know how I used to be when I first got saved. I go to church two hours, play the organ, uh, joke and laugh, and I go home. I'm on the Xbox or PS for like four or five, six, seven hours. Then I go to work during the week, and that's it. Come back in and repeat the same process. So I try to understand, why, Lord, do you choose to deal with us? Because we don't give you no respect. Sometimes I would come in church and I didn't have my best praise. I didn't have my best worship. Sometimes my mind was somewhere else. My mind was thinking about, hey, man, when are we going to go and hoop later on after church? So why does God choose to deal with us? Why does he do the things that he do? It's a mystery, isn't it? Hey, Amen. Somebody say called out of rejection. So as we look into the text, we understand that King Saul was the first king over Israel. He was chosen, even though God didn't really want him. He was chosen by the people. You know what I'm saying? God didn't really want him. And I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to get to something here. If you if you bear with me, I'm trying to get you to see the mysteriousness of God and why we can't take for granted when He calls us. But God didn't really want Saul. The people wanted Saul because they wanted to be like every other nationality culture. They wanted somebody that they, could, that they could worship in a sense. Somebody that we can look up to. You know how we do in society. We love the athletes. We love the celebrities. We want to be like them. That's goals and, and, and that's our idols and that's what the people, that's what the children of Israel wanted. But God really didn't want Saul. And, and see, he, he didn't want Saul because see, God don't make no mistake. Man make mistake. And so we understand that Saul was reigning and he did a pretty good job for the time being, but he made an ultimate mistake. Because, see, his heart never really was into the calling. He was just appointed. I'm going somewhere with this. His heart was never really into the calling. So he took it for granted. Amen? And so we begin to understand that he made an ultimate mistake. Because he defied the Lord, he didn't carry out orders. And it's funny to me because we talk about how merciful God is, but why he cut Saul off so quick as soon as he messed up? But some of us messed up a hundred times, and he don't cut us off. I'm trying to tell you something about this calling of God. So, so Saul messes up, and we pick up in the text, and Samuel's morning. Because after all, you know, he was a part of that. He was a part of King Saul being elevated, and it, it hurts to see somebody that you push gets taken down, and you know it's over for him. you know. And, 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 but God comes and saying, how long are you going to mourn? Because I've already found somebody that I'm going to use that loves me and going to cherish the calling. Get on down to Jesse's house. Cause I found me a Sean Coleman. I found me a an Andrea Bron. I found me a Dino White. I found me a Tracy Sims. I found me a Darrell Noble. I found me a Tony Howard. I'm going somewhere with this. And so he goes on down to Jesse's house to look for this king. When he gets to the house, David's father is pushing all the other sons, and how you forget about David? I just don't understand that. And so he's pushing all the other sons before him, but he didn't forget about David. And see Samuel looking like, obviously, this is supposed to be the king because he got the look, and God said no. Because, see, we look on the outside, God looks on the inside. It don't matter if you don't have the skill set, the looks, the appearance, the speech. God said, "I look in on the inside." Saul had the looks, but he didn't have what it took on the inside—what turns God on. And so he started going through the sons, and he said, "No, that's not it." That's not it. That's not it. He didn't went through about 10 other sons and still couldn't find a son. So he asked him, do you have any more sons? Because we didn't ran out of sons. And now the father seems to remember, oh, I, I got one out there in the field. You mean to tell me that he was rejected by his own family? He out there working hard day and night? doing their work, probably doing their share of the work, because you know how it is. One person work real hard and the other sit down. He out there working hard, sweating, doing his job, doing his assignments, and you going to forget about me? you going to reject me? Here's the perfect opportunity for me to be pushed to the front to bless the family, but you forget about me? Am I talking to somebody that has been rejected? By your own kind. Your own kind don't appreciate you. Your own kind don't see the giftings in you. Your own kind don't understand, amen, what you are about. And furthermore, Jesse's father didn't want to see him succeed. Is there people in your life that don't want to see you succeed? Don't want to see you make it? I come to tell you, God didn't call you out of rejection. You better give God some praise right now. Because he didn't call us out of rejection. Jesse's own father did not see the giftings in his own son. How you working your son day and night and don't see what he got to offer? And at the critical moment when the prophet comes to your house and say, I'm getting ready to to use one of your sons. You pushing all the other ones and you didn't forget about the most important one. Amen. Have you ever been like that? It seemed like that while you was living and you was doing everything that you could, but it seemed like no one pays you attention. I know I got some some skills, I got some giftings, but everyone putting me down, putting their mouth upon me, saying I ain't gonna never be nothing. God I'm getting ready to call you out of rejection. And so now he tells them, bring him forward because I'm getting ready to anoint him. And I'm getting ready to bless him From this day forward. And as the Lord put the anointing on him, David was able to transform before his family eyes. Because you know the story, he went on to find favor in Saul's house. The house he was getting ready to conquer. I come to tell somebody today, from this day forward, the minute that you embrace the calling and forget about the rejection God, getting ready to allow us to conquer some things. You ought to give God some praise right now. You ought to give God No, no, don't play with this. You ought to really give God some praise. You got to understand that God took him from a dark place, a hard place. He out there working in all type of conditions. He's out there sweating and toiling. In all type of conditions nobody's paying him any attention no one wants to see him succeed look at yourself in the text how many of you have been out there tossing and toiling day and night no one's paying you any attention no one sees the good in you no one wants to push you no one wants to see you make it how many of you have been in that dark place where you didn't know if you was going to make it. You didn't know am I going to make it? You don't know how I'm going to succeed. The pressure is getting to me because I've been rejected. Maybe you made some mistakes and it seems like I can't get out of this mistake. I come to tell somebody God then called you out of rejection we ought to give God some praise right now cause God's getting ready to take us higher don't pay attention to the naysayers don't pay attention to they that don't love you and don't support you all you gotta do is look back over your life and see where God Brought you from and see where God is taking you. I come to tell somebody, God is calling us out of rejection. Tell your neighbor: no longer am I gonna focus, focus on the naysayers, focus on the negativity, focus on the those that don't support me. I'm gonna focus on the fact that God called me. He called me from a mess. He called me from trouble. He called me from pain. He called me. He called me from a cursed family. He's getting ready to bless me. He's anointed me. And now I'm getting ready to conquer conquer some things uh, that men said uh, we would never conquer. I'm getting ready to do some things uh, that people said uh, I would never do. Uh, Tell your neighbor uh, embrace the calling. Uh, Don't worry about the rejection. God's taking you somewhere. Uh, Come on. Give God some praise. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I love about it is while he was in that rejected state, he didn't let that get him down. That's why you got to encourage yourself. You got to know that you're a strong individual. He was in that rejected state, but he never let it get him down he kept on working so you can't die in that rejected state you can't stay depressed in that rejected state he kept on working he kept on tossing he kept on doing what he had to do yes now I feel my help coming I come to tell some body. I come to tell you, uh, in you, and uh, you, uh, we've been rejected. Uh, we've been in a rejection state, uh, but keep on working. Uh, keep on doing the things uh, that God has put you in your heart to do, because uh, I come to tell you, uh, it's just a matter of time. Uh, God's getting ready to come uh, and deliver you uh, from that rejected state. Uh, I come to tell somebody, uh, Don't die in that rejected state. You better get up and get some joy because God's getting ready to see to it that He's going to bring you out in the greatest thing of all. He's going to bring you out in front of your haters. God blessed Him, God anointed Him in front of His haters, in front of the people that didn't support Him. Don't die. In that rejected state,, you better get a praise down on the inside, because I know God getting ready to do something with me. I may be down right now, but he's getting ready to take me from victim to victor. come on, give God some praise, give him some praise, give him some praise we've been down long enough, but we're coming higher because I've been called huh, from a rejected state. Huh? I've been called huh, from a hateful state. Huh? I'm coming somewhere. Huh? Give God some praise. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I'm going somewhere higher. I know I'm going somewhere further. I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm not going to stop what God has for me. It is for me. And we in this 12th year. That's a completed number. That means some things got to change. How many of you need some things to change? Throw your hands up and say, "God, I'm out of the calling. I appreciate the calling. I won't reject the calling." God, God use me Lord use me Lord use me Lord for your glory and when you use me Lord for your glory you'll bring me fulfillment tell your neighbor use me God use me God now give God some praise hallelujah Yes, Lord. Give God some praise. Glory, glory. Oh, glory, Jesus. Sometimes in a re- when you've been rejected and people talk about you, it can harden your heart. It can make you mean. It can make you nasty. It can make you look at people funny. Because you've been rejected so many times. But the Lord said. He look on the inside of you. He look at that heart. I was one. a Amen. That I take things very personal. I feel like if you don't push me. If you don't see my giftings. I have an attitude with you. I can confess that for the first 10 years of this ministry, I had an attitude because I felt like I was in a rejected state. How come people can't acknowledge the fact that I have a gifting? It appeared to me that my own father wouldn't push me. That's what I was seeing. I'm not saying that's what he did. But it seemed like I could never get no type of credit. I was working hard for 10 years. I did everything that you could imagine could be done for this ministry. But it seemed like it was never enough for my father to brag on me a little bit. And I can say this. Because I'm an elder and I'm his son. But there were some bums that didn't last but two days in this ministry. But it seemed like he was pushing them. So I was in my rejected state. And I was hard in my heart. My personality was all over the place. Because it seemed like I was working day and night. And couldn't get no credit. But all those that were before me was being pushed. I even had a problem with Elder Ruffin. I could confess this because it seemed like I couldn't get no Christian education time. Everybody else was being asked to teach, but he don't want to use me. And I'm looking to myself like I got some word. I know I can get up there and teach five minutes. Why he don't want to use me? So I continued pouting and hardened my heart in that rejection state. But then something turned. The church went through a metamorphosis. And those that was before me began to exit out. Which means that the real responsibility fell upon my shoulders. And I watched how those that was before me could not understand or appreciate the calling in the place where God had them. But all of a sudden, it's like God moved them out of the way. And now it was my turn. But saints don't be like me. It took me too long to understand that when you are in a rejected state, you still ought to give God some glory. You should not harden your heart. You should not have an attitude. You should do what you do and do it unto the Lord. Because the Lord is looking for some people that's not looking for credit. But some people that love the Lord. Because what happened when you don't receive the credit? Are you going to stop doing what you're doing? What happened when people overlook you? Are you gonna stop doing what you're doing? So it's like God didn't change that thing. And now I'm thrust to the front. And now I'm like second in the eldership. And now you know what that means? That means I gotta teach more. That means I may be called to preach more. That means I gotta come outside of myself. I gotta be an example. Well, guess what happened? Because I was in that rejected state, I wasn't prepared. See, you better thank God for that rejected state because some of us wasn't ready. That's why God kept you in the field. He kept you getting ready. He wanted you prepared because, see, look at this. David had to go through some things before he could reign. If he didn't have that training in the field, he would have never had lasted. He would have never had been anointed to do what he had did, because he would have died somewhere in the process. See, you don't want to be like me, because I was in that rejected state, and I wasn't preparing myself. So when the time came for me to move up, I wasn't ready. I'm not prepared. I gotta fix my attitude. I gotta fix my faith. I gotta fix my heart. I gotta get back and study. Do you hear what I'm telling you? You better thank God for that rejected state because he's shaping you. He's molding you. He's breaking your spirit. He's testing you. Some of us need our spirit broken. Some of us need our spirit broken. He had to break my spirit. He had to break David's spirit and get him to see that. When I call you, you better appreciate that calling. When I call you, You better understand some things. When I call you, I'm getting ready to take you somewhere that you yourself couldn't go. For my glory. And don't worry about being broke. Don't worry about not having. Because when you go up high, he's going to give you some fulfillment. So that let me know I'm rich already. I'm blessed already. I'm just waiting to get to the top. You better give God some praise for the trials. And tribulations and testings that you went to that you went through because it was making you give God some praise give him some praise give him some praise give him that kind of praise that makes you tired that kind of praise that makes you weak and open up your mouth and say, say thank you Lord say thank you Lord say thank you Lord thank you for breaking me thank you for showing me showing me the way come on give God some praise right now right now right now come on come on come on come on come on hallelujah just give him some praise just give him some praise cause we coming out hallelujah hallelujah and tell your neighbor I'm coming out and I'm not going back. It's up from here now. Come on, give God some praise. When we give God praise, you ought to open up your mouth. Come on. We use our mouth for everything else. But you ought to swing, sing melodies to his name right now and say Lord, I thank you for calling me. Come on, give us some praise. Hallelujah. 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 I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. Because I made it this far. I thank the Lord. Because I didn't die in the field. I thank the Lord from delivering me from some tough things. Have any of you ever been delivered from some tough things? Whether you ought to give God some praise, hey, glory. glory hey glory have any of you ever made a mistake and you thought you wasn't going to make it back but somehow some way God brought you back you ought to give God some praise that you didn't die in that mistake hey you ought to give them some praise maybe you was told that you ain't going to be nothing that you ain't going to succeed that you ain't going to do nothing with your life you ought to give God some praise cause you made it this far and you're doing something with your life. Give God some praise. Come on, somebody. You ought to thank God right now. Hallelujah. Jesus thank you Jesus or you can be like me and just give God praise cause I know I'm blessed cause I'm here Could just give God praise because when I look at my father and my mother and I see all that they didn't been through and they haven't lost their joy and they haven't lost their praise they gave, they gave and they gave and they gave and they gave and they still here and I just give God praise because I'm attached to some legacy and I know the higher they going is the higher I'm going you ought to give God some praise because you connected to legacy. Come on, give them some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. While we all standing, while we all standing, one of the biggest things that I'm learning to do this year is I'm training myself to worship before God. Because David was indeed a worshiper. And he had that kind of worship that turned God on. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. And I'm going to go to the top. You got to learn how to break before his presence and give him that true worship. Can we just take a few moments, everybody standing, and just begin to worship our God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Thank you.